found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. One o'clock hour here, the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talkers 1700 KBGG. Jordan Burnfield. Uh, we'll head to Chicago coming up here in a couple of minutes. Catch up with Jordan. Look forward to that. We'll get the latest on the Cubs. Nice win by the Cubbies last night. They knocked off the Buckos. They'll play again, uh, go at it tonight. And I think there's television on the game. I think we get the game locally. It's disappointing we still have to ask that question here in 2017, but uh, that indeed is the is the case, unfortunately. And then uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. We will talk college football uh, with Bill Bender, and uh, he'll be along at about 1.35, Trent Condon, who... Do you think, as we sit here today, just a real quick baseball note on your yeah. twins, because it's 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 one of those stories, one of those years where you have a team that... God, I don't have to tell you, they were god-awful last year. 103 losses. They mean god-awful. Franchise awful. record. There, there was no way that when they left camp this year, are they still in Fort Myers? They are, they yes. They are, yeah. When they left Fort Myers, they shared the city with the Twins. they got a really nice complex. I've been with the Red there. Sox, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, yeah with the Red Sox. Um, when they left, when they broke camp, you're not thinking playoff team, are you? No, no. I was hopeful that they could hang around 500 until June. Now, that was the high-water expectation mark that I had. And even with that, with the rotation that they have, with the bullpen that they had going into the year, I didn't even think that was likely. Eh, maybe they'll win 75 games. It won't be the disaster. And Sano bounces back from what he was mm-hmm. a year ago. We'll see more Buxton. He'll start to improve. And that was kind of my baseline. And here we are. What is it? The 30th of mm-hmm. August? And they're still in they're the They're in race. the playoffs, Trent. <laughs> They'd be in the playoffs <laughs> if they started today. They cancel September. Well, I have. <laughs> he will. He will. <laughs> For baseball. The Minnesota Twins would be ha- heading to Yankee Stadium. And wouldn't that be the ultimate? Well, you, you, do you really want to see that? It hasn't gone well. They're not They're not going to do much regardless this year. I agree. Yeah. So get another shot. A one-off. Because they beat them in game one before. They've mm-hmm. done it a couple of times mm-hmm. in the division series back in the day, including the year that the Yankees basically blew the division so they could play the Twins in the divisional round. Uh, I'd love to see it. Line it up. It's nine innings of baseball. Anything can happen, as we know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. And, and the ultimate kind of turnaround, especially you go into that one where they need a win or two just to get into the playoffs. If they use Santino, they use Barrios. Bartolo Colon starting in Yankee Stadium. In Wouldn't that game. be something? You know, but, but as a sports fan without a dog in the fight, I would rather see Yankees-Houston because I would think it would be a chance to be a better series. And, I don't want to yeah. see steamroll. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We've got once we get to that point of the calendar. I want these games to be. I want to be entertained. Yes, you know, get me to a game. Get me to a deciding winner take all series. Um, I, don't I don't think, think the, we'd see that. Twi- well, we might not see it with the Astros and anybody, but I think the Yankees have a better chance. Yeah, I don't think the nation's going to be captivated by Astros twins in a divisional no, round. No, just to answer your question, you're 100 <laughs> percent right. All right, Jordan Burnfield coming up on the Cubs. They had a nice win last night. Jake Arrieta, um, look at. Say what you want about Jake Arietta. He's 14 and 8 after this. He's looking like a guy who Scott Boros certainly hoped that he would look like at the at the end of the 2017 season. He's in his walk year. I think the Cubs kind of made it pretty clear that they weren't going to re-sign him or they weren't going to uh pay the freight that they was going to take to re-sign him once they got to that point. But look, here we are and Jake Arietta in these last I don't know how many starts it's been, but he looks like the Jake Arrieta who led that pitching staff. He's been terrific. 
And he was good again last night. Now, he's still throwing too many pitches for my liking. He still didn't get that quality start. Uh, he got out of six innings last night. So um, ERA's 3.36, but he's starting to look like Jake Arrieta again. And this has been going on for some time. Let's head north. Or let's head uh, not north. Uh, let's head over to Chicago. He's Jordan Burnfield. He joins us. Good friend of the program. Jordan does college basketball for ESPN on one of their many platforms. Uh, and he joins us to talk sports in Chicago. Jordan, Trent Condon, Ken Miller on the Ken Miller Show. Jordan, good to catch up with you. How are you? I'm doing great and great to be on with you guys in the new spot and, uh, you know, always, always happy to join you in Des Moines. Well, we appreciate you coming on. I was talking about Jake Arietta, Jordan, and, you know, this was one of the question marks, especially when you go back to April and May. What's wrong with Arietta? Is he, is the arm fatigued? Doesn't look like the same pitcher. What a bad year for him to be in his walk year. Nobody's going to want to sign this guy. And if they do, he's going to get nowhere near the money you would have thought at one point he was going to get. His arm angle looks different. He looks like Jake Arrieta again. Well, he does, and I think the reason, guys, is mechanics. I mean, we have talked about it, I know, on your show several times before, but, you know, to me, Jake Arrieta's success really comes from being able to repeat a delivery that's very unconventional and not easy to repeat. And I think in 2015, certainly with the incredible season that he had, he was able to do that on a consistent basis, and his stuff, as a result, was just almost unhittable. And I think that you're seeing that again. And as a consequence, you're seeing a much more confident Arietta. I thought last night was a perfect example of it, guys, because, you know, Jake didn't have his best stuff. He admitted as much. Joe Madden admitted as much. But he didn't give up a run in six innings because he was able to battle through um, without having pinpoint control because he was able to repeat his mechanics a little bit more than he has in the past when things really spiraled away from him. And because of his recent success, he's had more confidence that, you know, he can battle through and get guys out. So, you know, it's certainly been a huge boost to this Cubs team, which has obviously been much better in the second half than they were certainly in the first when they were under 500. Um, being 11 games over now, uh, they're in a pretty good spot, I think, going forward. And, you know, I think if you had to make a list of guys that have been the reason for that, Jake Arrieta is near mm. the top of the list. Uh, Jordan Burnfield is our guest. Jordan, every now and then, one you, you see one of these trades that at your time you're thinking to yourself, "Okay, I, I get why they're bringing a backup catcher over." Uh, they weren't uh, they weren't real sure what they had uh, behind Contreras. Then we know what happened. Contreras gets injured. Avila is a gr- Avila rather a great time for him to come over. And you know what? I think he's been pretty good. What if the what did the pitchers who throw to the, uh, throw to him? What are they saying about their? I guess still relatively new catcher behind the plate as he comes over from the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, he, this is a veteran, and this is a guy who knows how to handle a pitching staff. He's been doing it for a long time, whether in Detroit or with the White Sox and now with the Cubs. So I think there's a level of comfort there um, that they have experienced with Avila as the catcher um, because of the fact that he's used to catching a lot of different people and sort of adapting to different pitcher styles. I mean, obviously – when they brought him in, they didn't expect him to have this kind of impact on the team. They were expecting him to back up Wilson Contreras. And while Contreras has certainly had a wonderful season and is emerging as a star player, he's still a really young catcher. And I think that's always going to be, you know, kind of one of those balancing acts for the Cubs that on the one hand, he's certainly a phenomenal offensive player, has a great arm, so many tools, but is still learning how to sort of handle that staff on a day in, day out basis. So, Avila being a 
you know, a, a veteran player, a guy that's been through the wars, um, has sort of a calming effect on some of these guys. And I don't know how much of an impact he's necessarily made on the pitchers at this point, just because it's only been a few weeks. But from an offensive standpoint, um, you can definitely see that he's had an impact so far. Back to piggy, uh, piggyback off of Ken's question about Arietta. As uh, yesterday was a simulated game for John Lester. We get to the playoffs. The Cubs are solidly in. They're able to set the rotation as they do. A 1.69 ERA for Arietta and Lester, the proven veteran. Who gets the ball in game one against the Nationals? You know, it's funny that, that you ask because I think a lot of people are starting to do that already. And I, I haven't really gotten there yet because they're still in only three and a half up. So, I mean, yes, they won the World Series, but we're still talking about the Cubs. So <laughs> you never know what's going to happen down the stretch. But, you know, I think assuming that they get there, for me, it's really going to come down to two things. One, if Arietta is continuing to pitch like this and John Lester is sort of up and down uh, when he returns from injury, then it might make that decision a little easier to go with Arietta. But if all things are equal, guys, John Lester is one of the best postseason pitchers in the sport. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you can really underestimate that. And you know, people can give me all the numbers they want from a regular season. But in a big game that I have to win, I can't think of many guys in baseball that I would want over John Lester. So unless it's so uh, lopsided in terms of performance that it's a no-brainer that Arietta must be the pitcher in game one of a series, I'm still going with Lester unless he just really struggles down the stretch. I would do the same thing. Jordan Burnfield is our guest. Jordan, when Madden comes out of the dugout to make a pitching change, Who's the one guy coming out of that bullpen that makes you bite your fingernails a little bit? I mean, Edwards is, was really good. He's had his ups and downs lately. Strope is Strope. To, to me, and I'm just not going back to last night, but but I've never bought this Uhara thing coming over to the Cubs. He's my guy. Who's the guy that you know that you see trotting out of the bullpen and you you know you move a little closer to the edge of your seat? I don't know. I think all my fingers are down to the nubs with some of these guys in the Cubs bullpen, but. I'd say probably Rondon because when and, – and I think that your choice is good too. I mean, Uehara is pretty much good for a homer every time he goes out there, unfortunately, lately. But, you know, I think that when you look at Hector Rondon, guys, I was talking about this with a friend of mine yesterday. This is a guy who went from closer on a playoff team two years ago. I mean, granted, wasn't the greatest closer in the sport, but was a serviceable, solid major league closer two seasons ago and now is pitching in mop-up duty when it's 9 nothing and giving up three homers in an inning against Cincinnati. I mean, at this point, you know, there, there was a stretch about a month and a half ago when Rondon was pitching pretty well, and there was this narrative about how Wade Davis had been sort of helping him by example um, get over what's been ailing him as a pitcher. But, I mean, it has just been a huge fall from grace for Hector Rondon, and I think, as a result, it's hurt this Cubs bullpen. So I would say when he's in the game, um, I'm always nervous. And even a guy like Strope, you know, I, I think Strope has had certainly good moments, um, but he's had some shaky moments as well. So I think all of these guys could give you a reason to be a little bit nervous. But other than Davis, I'd say the best guy has been probably Dunsing of late. Yeah, he's been really good. 
as a Twins fan, that is still baffling to me that Brian Dunsing, who started a playoff game for the Twins, is out there and pitching effectively. But here we are. Uh, I mentioned injuries with Lester. A couple others, uh, some thoughts on Wilson Contreras making his way back. Sounds like a very accelerated rehab program for him. When the expectation is he's going to be out there on a full-time basis. And then Addison Russell with the AAA Iowa Cubs out on the road right now. Uh, where those guys are I bet, out of their way back from uh, injury. Yeah, I mean, I think that you kind of spelled it out there. I mean, Addison Russell's close. Obviously, they'd like to have him back when the rosters expand um, in a couple of days mm-hmm. to 40. You know, it'll be a lot easier for them to make some of these transactions. I would expect that you'll see Addison Russell back probably, you know, by this weekend, assuming that everything goes well for him in his rehab. Wilson Contreras, I think that they're going to be a little bit more careful with just because of the nature of his injury being a hamstring, kind of one of those things. You guys know how this goes, that – you know, one false move and he could be injured again. And certainly for a team that's expecting to play in the playoffs, you know, you just don't want to be without him. And as we just talked about, Alex Avila's pitched really or caught really well, rather. And so as a result, I think you can bring him back a little bit more slowly. But I would expect that in the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to see both of these guys back on the field. I would think that even when Contreras returns, he's not going to catch every day just so that they can kind of ease him back into the role again so that they don't have him hurt in the playoffs. And then, you know, John Lester, I think, is going to be back sooner than some of us thought he would. I would imagine that he could pitch even next week. And they've talked about the rotation um, for this weekend against Atlanta. There's a TBD listed for Saturday, which makes me think there's a possibility Mm. you could see Lester pitch against the Braves. So, I mean, this is me sort of reading between the lines, but when they announced the rotation and didn't say anything for Saturday, I thought, well, maybe that's where John Lester slides back into this thing. So um, I think that you're going to get those guys back and healthy. And I also think, guys, that you know one of the things that we've seen lately is the kind of domino effect of all these injuries. The fact that they can't put Baez at second and Zobrist in left field has had them using Schwarber probably more than they want to in left, using Happ in left when they would probably want to left uh, so I think that the Cubs' defense will also improve uh, once they start to get their guys back. Mm, Jordan Burnfield is our guest. Jordan, a Syracuse alum, uh, college football's uh, on the precipice here tomorrow. Do you even realize, Jordan? <laughs> Do you mean as a, as a Syracuse alum when football season rolls around? I, I, this is probably the only time I'm going to turn my blue, uh, my, my Phil Steele rather to the Syracuse Orange schedule this year at NC State, at Miami, at Florida State, at Louisville. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it's not, uh, I mean, I, I know it's college football season because I'm prepping for college football myself, but I, I am feeling pretty nervous about SU football. I mean, listen, Dino Babers is in year two, and yeah. I know that they're trying to do this play fast, uh, sort of mentality, getting as many plays on offense as they can. And, and I think that that can certainly be something that works, but it's also, as you guys know, a system that's going to require a lot of, you know, personnel change that they won't be able to do. In one year, and and you know, last year there were some exciting games where you know, they scored a lot of points. They just gave up seventy points, so uh, that's really not a recipe for winning. Although it did make for some good jokes with my friends and I, where we'd show each other a score and ask whether it was football or basketball. So um, <laughs> hopefully uh, this season we don't have to make those jokes, and they can keep teams under fifty pretty consistent. Yeah, and I forgot about that trip to Baton Rouge. That'll be a picnic too. Hey, so, just real quick on the Bears. I know Trent's a Bears fan. He's probably got a couple for you as well. Uh, were, were you surprised that uh, it, it seemed as though there was really never a quarterback 
battle uh, as far as the story. They they were going to give Glennon the reins, even though they did second overall pick. Trubisky goes. The fan base seems to be just giddy about their the the rookie and uh, and are anticipating when he finally gets the reins, which will happen at some point this year. But do, were you surprised that there really wasn't, at least from where we sit, a legitimate quarterback competition to see who would start Week One? Honestly, no. And the reason is, guys, that listen, we we know that the Bears have been starving for a quarterback forever, right? I mean, this is their perennial narrative. And so you get this rookie that they drafted the number two pick, and he has a good first preseason game, and immediately Bears fans are ready to put him in Canton. I mean, it, it was so quickly, you know, it went from what are the Bears doing, how could they draft Mitchell Trubisky, to Mitch Trubisky is the best quarterback in the history of the world. So, you know, I think that it was sort of a a narrative that was, kind of born from fan hysteria and the media kind of wanting a quarterback controversy because we haven't seen one in Chicago basically ever. And so, you know, I think that the Bears have always operated with the same thought that, you know, Mitch Trubisky is going to develop this year. He is probably going to play. I agree with you, Ken, at some point. And, you know, he might win that job by the combination of either Glennon underperforming or Trubisky just looking great in practice or whatever. Um, but I don't think that they ever wanted to start him in week one. I think they were pretty clear about that. I just think that, you know, when he's the number two pick and it's obvious that they value him as the future of the team and, you know, the the thought is that Glennon's probably only going to be here for a year anyway, that, hey, if Trubisky looks good, he can take the job. But I, I think that they've always wanted to develop him along slowly. They didn't want to just throw him to the wolves in a season where we're not expecting the Bears to be very good. And so I think it was more of a creation um, from outside sources than it was inside Hallis Hall. So make your pick. When are we going to see Mitchell Trubisky with his first start? I've heard a lot of people pointing to after week four, kind of a, a semi-bye week there. They have a Thursday night game against Green Bay, and then they'll play again until the following Monday at home against the Vikings. I certainly wouldn't want to see your first start against that Vikings defense, but what do you think we'll see Mitchell for the first time? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see him in week four, Trent. I mean, I hear what people are saying, but I mean, honestly, I think the only way you see him that early is A, if there are injuries, and B, if Mike Lennon is just horrific bad and they feel like, you know, John Fox feels like he's coaching for his job and, you know, they, they need to change quarterbacks to make themselves at least look a, like a competitive football team. But I think that if the Bears had their druthers and, and, Glennon is at least competent that you wouldn't see Trubisky until the second half of the year. Um, assuming that the Bears are out of it at that point, you know, maybe you give Trubisky three, four starts at the end of the season to kind of um, take the reins and, and develop a little bit as a quarterback in game action. But, you know, I, I think that week four, you're talking about Glennon being terrible or injured. Um, and I, I just don't see that happening. But, you know, I, I you never know because. This is sort of a new thing for the Bears, and certainly with this uh, with this management team, this is really kind of their first opportunity to put the future in front of our in, you know in front of our eyes with Trubisky on the field. But I think that they're going to be cautious about when they put him out there. Jordan, are you doing any uh, college football play by play this uh, this fall? Yes, I've got uh, I've got Eastern Illinois and Northern Illinois next Saturday the ninth. Uh, I'll be off this weekend, so I will be. Sitting on the couch and watching tons and tons of college football, and I'm very excited about it. And uh, you and me both, my friend. Jordan, great to catch up with you. Look forward throughout the uh, fall months of doing just the same. Thank you, Jordan Bernfield. 
Thank you, guys. Anytime. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, pal. Jordan Birdfield uh, joining us from Chicago. A little Cubs and Bears conversation. And look, he's a Syracuse alum, right? Yeah, Very yeah. proud of his alma mater. I get that. I don't know why I, I, I've grabbed Phil still just to look at their schedule. At LSU's part, obviously, a non-conference game, but that's not easy. At NC State, at Miami, at Florida State, at Louisville. Those are all contenders, Trent. Donovan McNabb's not walking through that door. No, it's been a long time since yeah. he was. Was it Paul Pascaloni? He was the coach of that yes. era? Yes, yes. And he couldn't quite get him to that next step. They... Played a Fiesta Bowl, I think, against Vatek one year. I'll got take your word for it. I don't remember. But, I mean, that was a solid. It was them in Miami every year in the Big East, mm-hmm. at least through the 90s mm-hmm. into the early 2000s. And, well, we know what happened to the Big East, but that's a program that has fallen on real hard times. No, no doubt Dino Babers, that, those teams are fun to watch, though. I guess, but why would you? Why would you take that job? I mean, I don't know what I don't know what the alternatives were, and there's only so many college football jobs yeah. in Power Five schools to go around in the first place. So I guess that's probably the answer. But aren't you destined to fail there in the ACC? Which division are they in? I, I still don't know the ACC divisions. We're, they're they're, we're here, in, we are they're in the Atlantic. The Atlantic. They're, yeah, they're in with Florida State and Louisville and Clemson and NC State. Yeah, good luck. You know, at least they get Clemson at home, but they got Florida State, at Louisville, at NC State, throw in Miami from the Coastal Division. Wow, that's unbelievable. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, it's the Ken Miller Show. We're live. Well, of course we're live. We're on the uh, Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Still to come before we get out of here, too. Bill Bender of the Sporting News. More college football conversation. Trent Condon in tow as well. Here until 2, back after these. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Celebrate savings at JCPenney's Labor Day Sale. Get up to 40% off major appliance hot deals from your favorite brands like LG, GE, and Samsung. And get 30-month special financing on purchases of $7.99 or more with your JCPenney credit card. Plus, free delivery and basic installation on all appliance purchases over $2.99. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. GE, GE Profile, GE Cafe, and higher limited to 10% off savings. Available in select stores. Some exclusions apply. Financing terms valid for 9-13. Must request a time of purchase. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store or jcp.com slash appliances for details. When you choose Ankeny Towing for your 24-hour towing and roadside assistance needs, you'll get the fast service you need from their courteous and reliable team. From towing for cars and motorcycles to accident recovery, jump starts, lockouts, fuel delivery, tire changes, and more, you'll get superior service from Ankeny Towing. Ankeny Towing is the preferred towing provider for most insurance companies. They're on call 24-7. Program 515-964-9816 into your phone now for Ankeny Towing. That's 515-964-9816. Ankeny Towing, your reliable Reliable towing. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Des Moines? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. 
This is Stan Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Des Moines area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Des Moines is a perfect market for my system, and this week I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-539-2200. Seating is extremely limited. Call right now because this free ticket offer expires this Friday. That's 1-800-539-2200. That's 1-800-539-2200. You can help the victims of Hurricane Harvey by making a financial donation to the American Red Cross Disaster Relief Services. Simply text Red Cross to 90999 to give $10. That's Red Cross at 90999. You can help the Red Cross as they battle the effects of Hurricane Harvey. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from, so place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms, and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. Our roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. 
All right, welcome back to Ken Miller's show. Final half hour of the uh, program today. Tomorrow, for you Nebraska fans out there, in uh, will become a weekly spot with him throughout the college football season. Longtime friend of mine, Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star. He will talk uh, Big Ten, and in particular Nebraska, football 105 every Thursday with Stephen M. Sipple. Bill Bender coming up in about five minutes. Uh, Ken Miller, Trent Condon here, taking you up until 2 o'clock. Trent, I started the show today. Today's the 10-year anniversary of the launch of the Big Ten Network, mm-hmm. which for me is, and always, hopefully always will be, the biggest gaffe that I've made in my career. Right? I didn't give the Big Ten Network a chance, and you know what, of success. No Thought it was going to be a disaster. Yeah. No one is going to pay... A tax on their cable bill, which is essentially what it was if you live in Portland, Oregon, or Tallahassee, Florida, or in any place but the Big Ten. Nobody's going to watch this channel. It's never going to work. Well, it's been an unbelievable success. That was mine, which leads me to this. Yeah. Now, do you have one that you will, if somebody was asked you, what was the most you've ever been wrong in something that you've said? Because we've all got one. Yeah. What's yours? Well, mine is a little bit. To the side of that one, because I proved to be dead wrong about it. But I take you back to my infancy of sports talk radio back in 2005 when I started. So I've been doing this uh, for a while now, 13 years, but this was like my first year. And my shtick was a dislike of Steve Alford during the time. Uh, that was, well, that wasn't, you weren't, you weren't alone, yeah, the lone ranger in that. It wasn't a difficult one, right. and uh, plenty of people enjoyed some of the things that I had to say. I remember Tanya Alford in the back of a press conference talking about it being embarrassing. And I went on a tirade of what's been embarrassing of Iowa basketball during his tenure. And I kept going. And then I uh, I stole a little bit from Rush Limbaugh. As during the Bill Clinton era, he had day number whatever of Bill Clinton, blah, blah, blah. Oh, gotcha. So the Alford era was day number, right? I was counting down until the Big Ten tournament. And we have... 14 days left of the Steve Alford, 43 days left of the Steve Alford era. And every day I'd start the show counting down. Well, they go on that year and uh, start to make a little bit of a run the regular season, but they have to win Mm -hmm. the Big Ten tournament. Well, before the Big Ten tournament, I make a phone call down to uh, the SID office in Iowa City and, hey, could I get uh, Coach Alford on the show? Was it Phil Hattie that ended? It was Phil. Yeah. Or one of the assistants, you know, somebody. Probably Steve Rowe if it wasn't Hattie. Well, yeah, I'm almost positive it was now that I think back. And uh, Sorry, Trent. Um, We've heard some uh, things about your show, (laughs) and uh, a coach will not be appearing. So got my wrist slap from the University of Iowa for the first time. I'm like, well. That's a badge of honor. It is. It it was the first time. I mean, it was in Cedar Falls. We had a decent-sized signal, but it wasn't big. But it was kind of exciting to know. Oh, so you weren't in Des Moines. No. Okay. I I was, yeah. I was was up in Cedar Falls still. And Mm -hmm. uh, And what time were you doing? What time were you doing the show? Five to six. Were you? Five to six. Hour every day. It was before Rima started up, mm-hmm. and I uh, started doing his show. So, yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun and fun to get that reach. But, of course, then they get to the Big Ten tournament. They win a game. Yeah. Then they beat Michigan State, mm-hmm. punches their ticket to the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament, and Steve Alford comes back. So I was close, but, boy, was I off on that one. How about the other side? Do you have one yes. that you knocked out of the park? Yes, I do. You, you can think of it right Absolutely. away. Absolutely. Like okay. Because I think I'm probably the only one that picked Iowa State to beat Oklahoma State on that Friday of championship ah, weekend. Oh, that's a good one. I had them in the points, but that's a win. I up. picked them out right on the show, on the on Friday's show, that's and then uh, went home and watched the game and listened to, I think Jimmy B did the play-by-play of that high school championship football game. In fact, I'm pretty sure he did. I know he did. Valley Bettendorf, maybe it was? It was that? Valley somebody. Yeah, I think... 
Maybe Cedar Rapids Washington. I think now. Joe Quinn was maybe did the game, or yeah. uh, then Joe, of course, doing afternoons over in Omaha now. Mm-hmm. On uh, I don't remember the name. nine something maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. Peralt was there before that. Matt Peralt, who I also five ninety. Five ninety. That's yeah. it. Yep. Five ninety. It's an ESPN affiliate. But yeah, that was mine. How about yours? Uh, well, one that still lives true today. As I said, Derek Johnson was going to play in the league for a long Again, going back to early, because this is 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league 13 After years. After he left Texas. That he was going to be a stud. He was going to be in the league. He was going to be a pro bowler. It kinda, it was so a, who, who was arguing against you on that? It was basically a question of taking away you know, the top five picks. Who was going to oh, be okay. a guy that has a long career? Mm-hmm. And that was the one that jumped out to me. I loved him at Texas. Boy, was he good. And he's carved up a nice niche, but, nice niche, but you said... He might be on the chopping block. Well, he's making a lot of money. He's one of those yes. veterans. If you got, if you're making a lot of money and you've lost a, even a half a step, and there's somebody that because you only get so much salary cap, and if you need to focus that money somewhere else, mm-hmm. and you've got a veteran, he's coming off injury. Yes. So again, again right? He's had plenty of them. Lately. I think if if you're in the Johnson household, I'm not sure you're sleeping real well until the final cuts come in here. Well, and that's the other component. You know, we haven't talked much. We had Frank Schwab on the other day, and you can catch all our podcasts over at KenMillerShow.com. You know, we Website's almost done, by the way, but go there, it's, yes. It's you, you'll good. see some yeah. changes. Yeah. It's, it's work in progress, but better. So we haven't talked about that cut-down gate because it's different this year. Way different. It's not Boom. from 95 no. to 85. You know, it's from 90. It's, it's your roster to 53. to 53. Right. So there's going to be more than 1,000 guys. 1,200 guys out on the street. And for a team like my Bears, they lose Cam Meredith to the ACL. Well, they're going to be scouring, looking for a wide receiver. Without a doubt. Whatever position. I mean, you're going to have, and think of that day, the phone calls that are coming in, the agents, mm-hmm. how busy they're going to be. Because yeah. there's there's going to be opportunities for these guys, a lot of them. Sure. That they're going to have a chance, be a practice squad or maybe even some 53-man roster. Well, if spots. you're a GM as well, I mean, oh. you're, you're you're scouring every all the other 31 teams just trying to figure out, well, this guy might not make it. What about this guy? Has he got a chance? And how would he look on our team? And I can't believe this was agreed to. What Do you know the justification uh, what was, behind I it? I do not. I mean, it doesn't. I agree with you. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But what, what was wrong with the way they were doing it for years, And right? even the three cuts, okay, maybe that was much. But have one in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, have one after week two of the preseason. Something like that. This is... I think you know what I mess. just realized I missed last night? I missed Hard Knocks. I never even thought about Hard oh, Knocks. Oh, really? I was so into the baseball last night. I'm out of Hard Knocks. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, Jameis, you know what? A couple of things. Evans, Mike Evans, star. You know, he gets to Tampa Bay. Yeah, he was really good with, with Johnny Football. And, and you forget just how good some of these guys were. Because, I mean, let's face it, right? Who Who watches Tampa Bay play? You just don't. Unless they're playing your team, and you know they they don't play your team a lot, I'm guessing because they're not in the NFC North or the AFC West. So those are some of the things I like about the show. But watching the uh, guys get cut, um, I'll I'll go home and watch it this afternoon when we get off. But let's uh, switch gears back to the college game. Uh, he's Bill Bender. He's he's the Sporting News's. Uh, national college football writer. He's busy year-round, but uh, no more so in the weeks leading up to this weekend. Bill Bender joins us. Bill Trent Condon, Ken Miller on the Ken Miller Show. Bill, good to reconnect with you. How are you? Well, I figured you guys would be calling this week, and, uh, you know, it's pretty loyal that you guys do, and I appreciate it. So thanks for having me on. Uh, we appreciate what you do for us. How many of these radio hits across the country have you done this week, Bill Bender? Well, I want today, you know, so I, get, I, I budget my time and try to work around it. But, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25 <laughs> this week. And 
but I enjoy it because I always tell people like I, I get perspectives from all over the country. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Iowa or LA or Tuscaloosa, which by the way, they're pretty fired up this week. Really? Um, it, it's a lot of, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun to go on and talk to other people about college football. You can't, not going to twist my arm on that one. Uh, you've been very busy today. You posted a lot of content, as you always do, at SportingNews.com. Uh, we love your your segment, uh, Around the Bender. Um, you've got Alabama in the championship hunt. I think, I mean, look, at it. it's hard not to think that they're going to be there. My question is, Bill, would college football be better if Alabama wasn't so dominant year after year when you can essentially – you know, get out your pen and make them one of your four playoff teams. Would be, college football be better if we got a little Alabama respite from time to time? Well, I mean, they we kind of did, though, didn't we? I mean, Clemson won it. I guess they won in the last minute. But but to me, the difference is college football thrives on dynasties. It did. Remember Miami in the 80s and whether it was USC with uh, Reggie Bush and those guys. I think the difference here is, the sustainability of Alabama's dominance. And it, and it's not necessarily flashy. It's just kind of a run-you-into-the-ground type team. And they don't do it with the flair that the Hurricanes did or, or you know, kind of the star power of the Trojans. They just keep doing it. It's very uh, – the, the comparison to New England Patriots is almost too easy to make. Bill, it will come to an end at some point. I don't think anybody anticipates it this year or the next two or three years, but at some point it will go down. Is it going to take a Nick Saban retirement or leaving for another job for it to happen, or could there be something else that crops up with this program that that takes it down the the road away from this dynasty level they're at right now? They're not going to slow down until he either retires or um, the NCAA would get involved somehow, and they've left no door for that to happen. I mean, and to think that it isn't going to continue isn't ridiculous because – I've been telling people this for a while. I mean, and you guys know because you're close to the Big Ten. Ohio State's been legitimately nationally dominant most of my adult life, and I'm like 38. So I'm saying from like John Cooper to present day, they've been consistently dominant. And they have, and they're not going away. You're no doubt about that. Uh, you know, we brought this up on the show yesterday, Bill. I want to get your take on it. Um, it's not often that a Heisman Trophy winning, in this case, quarterback, comes back for another year, as Lamar Jackson is this year. Yet, it seems to me that that the returning Heisman winner isn't getting anywhere near the buzz that you would think on most years that he would. It's it's Darnold. It's, it's Barkley. I mean, it's a long list of really good college football players. It seems to me from where we sit that Lamar Jackson, the returning Heisman Trophy winner, uh, isn't being talked about as much as, as far as his prospects of repeating. Yes, sir. And, you know, I think part of that is at the end of the season last year, they lost a couple games. and. Uh-huh. It was one of those deals where I think he's penalized more for that than, than the September he had. As you guys know, I had a chance to go talk to him in July, and I like his makeup. I think he's a guy that's going to get better. He's going to succeed this year, have another big year. And I like his NFL talent. You know, I, I think he'll be a good quarterback in the NFL. It's very resemblance of uh, Michael Vick. That It's there. I, I mean, he throws the ball like him. He can run like Vick. And I think he'll be that type of player, and the next level would be very good at it. Bill Bender with the Sporting News with us as we're talking college football. Bill, closer to home, Big Ten 
and the Big Ten West. Another injury to Wisconsin and their linebacker core, though, at least not a starter for the Badgers. Are you still all in on Wisconsin? The schedule is something we talked about a lot throughout the summer and uh, an easy slate outside of that Michigan game for Wisconsin. Do you see any chinks in that armor, or could you see somebody up pulling away and, and giving them a, a run in the Big Ten West? You want me to say no, right? I know you do. <laughs> you want me to say no. And, and I, believe me, I know where you're coming from because I still like Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West, so but that gap has closed a little bit. I think, you know, if you want to tell me Northwestern can make a run at him, okay. If you want to say Iowa, provided Stanley does a good job and those running backs pan out and Butler's pretty good, okay, that, that could be a game. Mm-hmm. Nebraska I'm not as confident about, but – Here's the thing. I still think Wisconsin's going to win the division, but I don't – maybe I'm wrong in thinking this, but I, I still don't look at them as being on the same plane right now as uh, Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan in the Big Ten East. Yeah, I'm the same way, Bill. And, and you know what? I can make – and did make a case prior to all the injuries that the way the schedule lays out for Wisconsin, that they've got a chance to run the table. And like you – I don't think that, you know, I think there's probably at least two teams in the Big Ten, even if they do run the table, record aside, that would match up and, and, and beat Wisconsin. So that remains to be seen. Um, where I want, but I agree with you on Wisconsin. Where I want to go with you is Notre Dame, coming off a four and eight year. There's people out there that think that Brian Kelly, uh, who I think is now a year number eight for him, that, that Brian Kelly has to win and probably has to reverse that record from last year to be safe. Uh, that the team needs to win eight football games for, for Brian Kelly to get another year. The Bobby Stoops rumors aren't going away. Bobby Stoops is the heir apparent to Brian Kelly as far as a lot of people truly believe that in their heart of hearts when you look at notre dame and the schedule that awaits them does this look like a team that can have that dramatic a turnaround from four and eight to eight and four or perhaps better because i don't see it bill bender i think they can get the eight um but they're going to be polarizing all year because it's notre dame Uh, i went to their spring game i thought the quarterback Wimbush looked pretty good like the receivers like that new offense a little bit they're going to have to stop some people, though. And I think, you know, with Mike Elko coming in, should be a good hire. Drew Tranquil is going to be a star in that defense, too. But they, they got to, and, you know, there's not going to be a much of a transition period because they got to play Georgia. they got right. to play Michigan State. And we'll know a lot more about Kelly's future, I think, after that Michigan State game. Like, if they lose to Georgia and Michigan State, I think Bob Stoops will start trending on Twitter for about a week <laughs> in South Bend. Yeah. It's bound to happen, and the uh, yeah, the, the trade will start up, especially if they lose week one to Temple. Uh, that's going to happen right away. Hey, Bill, last thing from me here. Uh, it seems semi-clear-cut. Everybody has Alabama. A lot of people have Florida State, Ohio State in there, uh, some Washingtons or USC, something like that. Who is the team you like most out of that next tier? To make a run, get into the college football playoff, not even win it, but to get there because it seems awfully chalky from pretty much everybody right now. Yeah, my picks were chalk. It was Florida State, uh, USC, Alabama, Ohio State. But, I mean, of that next tier, the the team I probably trust the most is Clemson, just because I know they have a new quarterback. But I think if you trust the program, the talent that Dabo's brought in, it might be a little bit of transition. But if they come out and beat Auburn in Week 2 and then they beat Louisville in Week 3, we're right back where we normally are with them. They'll be in the driver's seat in the ACC. Um, They have... Florida State at home, 
and they could win the ACC again and just go right back to the playoffs for the third straight season. So I, it's not to say I don't like Washington or Penn State or Michigan or Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, but I just trust Clemson a little bit more than all of those teams. Uh, last thing, Bill Bender, the Sporting News, SportingNews.com. Bill Bender, a national college football writer uh, for the Sporting News. Uh, your four picks uh, to, to make the playoff, Bill. Uh, a lot of people, like yourself, I'm the same way, don't have a Big 12 team in their final four. Uh, Oklahoma's got a chance with the schedule, the road games at Ohio State. Um, then they've got to go across the state to, uh, to take to Stillwater, take on Oklahoma State. Uh, they got to play at K-State. So with the road schedule, and if it is an 11-1 year, I mean, what is it going to take for a Big 12 school to get one of those four spots as it sits here today? And I agree with you. They're on the outside looking in again. Yeah, I mean, well, the championship game could help. and But it's interesting to me, and Oklahoma State's getting a lot of love, and deservedly so. Love the offense. Love Mason Rudolph. Like James Washington, probably the best receiver in the country. And they're going to score you know, 40 points. Heck, by the way, that uh, Oklahoma State-Tulsa game, how long is that one going to take this Thursday? Yeah, um, really. But to your point, yeah, I mean, does Oklahoma State have to beat Oklahoma twice to get in? And if so, how's that going to work? And then, uh, you know, Oklahoma still has to go to Ohio State and play. So those are the two best bets out of the conference in my mind, and I'm not seeing it add up. So, so we could be wrong. I mean, the Big 12 could get in, make some noise, but you know, uh, we'll see how it works with that conference championship game. I do think that's a step in the right direction. I'm with you. Bill Bender, Sporting News. Bill, we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you for what you do for us. Appreciate it, as always. Thank you, Bill. Oh, anytime, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, take care. Bill Bender, the Sporting News, sportingnews.com. He is the national college football writer for the Sporting News. I don't have the Big 12 in, Trent. I don't either. I don't. I want something funky. I want two teams from the SEC. Well, we're. Two teams from okay. the you know you know something like a group of five. We got a bunch of two loss and a group of five undefeated South Florida, who's thirteen and zero. Mm. They, I want to see something different. It's, it's been too boring. No, I'm with you. Years. I'd like to see different, but I don't. I'm not sure. I want a group of five school in. Well, you don't want to see Alabama, yeah, South Florida. I really don't. I mean, I, I'm like you. I, I would I would like to see the carnage, the yes. uproar. Yes. I guess is a better way. If there are two SECs teams find a way in mm-hmm. and i think that well or maybe two acc teams because i think that accs they're good again they are loaded yeah, again yeah. this year i think right now pecking order for me it's not sec one it's acc one sec two is for where i sit and they have exactly what you want you have a bunch of top level teams three four depending on your arguments nc state mm-hmm. miami you know schools like that and then you got the bottom that's pretty bad now, the mm-hmm. SEC, that middle, is still incredibly difficult. And though all these teams are going to finish between 5-7 and seven and 9-3, and three, there's no weeks off. The ACC, yeah, you'll get a wake for us. You'll get a Syracuse we talked about earlier. Right. You don't have that kind of gap. And even Vanderbilt making improvements under Mason, they're getting a little bit better. It's, it's a difference there. And when you're looking a way to you know, get into having two teams into the playoff, I think the path is a lot easier in the ACC as opposed to the SEC because of that. Well, you look at the Atlantic Division, Florida State, Clemson, Louisville, NC State. Yeah. And then over on the other side, Miami, Vautech, even Pitt. They can score. They can score. They can Arduzzi score figure out defense? Well, Did you ever think when he got no, that job, to answer we'd your be question. asking that no. question? We'll take a timeout. Uh, we've got to get this one in here. It's the Ken Miller Show. Uh, on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. 
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping at the Home Depot, free carpet insulation means free carpet insulation. And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away, even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees. Free installation on carpet 699 bucks or more means free installation only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately. We've reached it. The point where the only way to make Tuesdays any better is by having more boneless wings. That's why here at Buffalo Wild Wings, we've invented Boneless Tuesdays. It's a celebration where if you order boneless wings at full price, you'll get another of the same size for free. This works for dine-in or takeout. Every little bit counts. And on Tuesdays, every boneless wing counts as two. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Prices and participation vary. Valid only on Tuesdays while supplies last. Tax and gratuity extra. Additional restrictions apply. See participating location for details. Come to JCPenney and celebrate savings at our Labor Day sale. Get up to 60% off, plus an extra 10% on select mattresses. Find great deals on Serta, Sealy, Beautyrest, Stearns & Foster, and more. Plus, get 60-month special financing with your JCPenney credit card. And free delivery and assembly on all mattress purchases over $5.99. Hurry, sale ends soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Available in select stores. Some exclusions apply. Financing terms valid through 910. Must request a time of purchase. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store associate for details. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Hi, welcome back. Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon here as well. 
final segment, or abbreviated one of that. We appreciate you tuning in. Trent and I are here uh, every, well, Monday through Friday. I shouldn't say that because we're off on Labor Day. Uh, but for the most part, Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Uh, then we've got Tiki and Tierney here on 1700, the national sports flavor for you coming up next before Jimmy B and TC back at four o'clock. Who do you have today, Trent? Uh, we'll be talking Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com, longtime uh, beat writer for the Hawkeyes at the Press Citizen back in the day. He'll be with us at 420 today. Also going to be talking some NFL with Sean Tomlinson and our old friend Wolfgang will be stopping nice. in the five o'clock hour and... Well, we'll see what's rattling through that goofball's head. He's a big UFC guy, too, so I know he's going to be excited talking about the fight. Um, does Has he given his forecast for the Hawkeye season yet this year? He's pretty... He's not overly optimistic, mm-hmm. but I think he's right in that range of the 7-5, seven seven and 8-4. Five. Five, and four. Yep, that's seems like we're... Have you found a Hawkeye fan out there that is 10-2 and two or better? Because I still have it. 9 and 3s okay. I've seen okay. but not 10 and 2. I don't th- maybe Dr. Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's all in. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He's all in. It, the the expectations at a media level around that bowl eligible right in yeah. that range. Fan base maybe a tick higher. Regionally uh, you're hearing some uh, I was a lot of times I heard Dave Revson the other day when you don't think I was going to be very good. Yeah, that's but a, this isn't the year. And, and with this schedule. Yeah. With this schedule. This, but you will look at it. The schedule's been very, it's been very good to them over the last few years. And we said it on Monday, Trent. The arrows of the four teams that matter here. Iowa State football's arrow has been pointing down parentally. Right. It's pointing up. Yeah. Iowa State basketball arrow has been pointing up for the longest time. I think it's pointing down. Conversely, Iowa's football arrow was up. I think it's kind of down this year, although maybe not everybody agrees with that. But basketball-wise, I mean, this Iowa, ba- I, I hate to wish the fall away, and God knows I'm not. Yes. But this Big Ten season for Fran McCaffrey and this group, not only this year, but next year as well, mm-hmm. how much fun is this going to be if you're a Hawkeye basketball fan? They have not won a regular season title since 1979. Think of the success that they've had. It's just out of high school. 1979. I was still a year away from being born. Crazy. Does it happen in the next two years? Well, it's got a chance. It does. It, I mean, look at Maybe it. not this year with Michigan State. Michigan right. State's national championship mm-hmm. good. But the year after, if they develop the way that they're expected, I'm with you. That arrow is certainly pointed up for Hawkeye hoops. But we got football before that. Indeed we do. And we'll be back tomorrow. Stephen M. Sipple, you Husker fans out there, Sip is with us every Thursday at 105. He will join us for the first time tomorrow. We'll talk Nebraska football with him and Big Ten as well. Uh, ben Kirchival on the Big 12. Uh, also here, we've got those two lined up, but there'll be more. And we hope you can join us from noon until 2 o'clock every Monday through Friday here on the Ken Miller Show. It's the Big Talkers 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Des Moines? 
If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Des Moines area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Des Moines is a perfect market for my system, and this week I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-539-2200. Seating is extremely limited. Call right now because this free ticket offer expires this Friday. That's 1-800-539-2200. That's 1-800-539-2200. We alarm our houses and we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Think you can't manage the down payment it takes to purchase a new home? Think again. You could move into a $150,000 home with as little as $1,500 down with our 1% down payment option. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Switch to AT&T prepaid and get two months of free service with no annual contract on AT&T's network. Two months free, huh? You know, my wife wanted two months free. Then she jetted off to the Canary Islands and met some tennis pro named Sergio. Kevin? She doesn't even like canaries. You want to stick to the script, please? Right. Sorry, Dan. It's Don. Don. <clears throat> with AT&T prepaid, you can watch all of your favorite shows with no annual contract. Wow. No annual contract? No commitment at all? Remind you of anyone, Don? Maybe your wife? Bingo. Can we wrap this up, Kevin? Oh, sorry, Doug. That's prepaid your way from AT&T. Great. Thank you. Sure beats whatever Sergio's offering. Okay, that's it. I'm cutting the legal. Limited time offer. Requires payment at activation, taxes extra. Account must 